It's time to watch The Muppets with special guests Leslie Uggams and Big Bird. It's time to watch the Muppets. I don't. Did we say that last week? I don't know. Why don't we get things started? I think we didn't say. Oh, let's get things started. Why don't we? Why don't you get things started? Cold open. Leslie Uggams asks Scooter about Big Bird appearing on her show tonight. She reveals a large yellow egg, stating that his younger brother has arrived. The chickens go nuts over the size of the egg. The chickens go nuts over the size of the egg is a very funny sentence. That is a funny sentence. It's like. I thought this was strange, but I loved yeah. this big yellow egg, and I thought that she seemed like she really thought it was very funny what yeah. she was saying, so I was fine with it. She was fine, yeah. The Muppet Show theme, a group of chickens sing along with Statler and Waldorf in their box. Then Gonzo's trumpet quacks, and two ducks respond to the call. So this episode is already, Megan, Gone to the Gone Birds. Gone to the Birds. Big Bird peeks through the curtain during Kermit's introduction to see he, if he's on yet. Oh Kermit informs him that he comes on later in the show. Uh, oh, hey, Kermit, now, huh, now? Uh, uh, not yet, Big Bird. You come on a little later in the show. Oh, okay, I'll just wait back here then. Yeah, just, just watch out for the... <laughs> overhead lights. I'm so delighted by Carol Spinney and Big Bird's appearance on this show. I love this. It, I was I was like filled with glee when I saw Big Bird. When the theme song started and they were like, um, Kermit says very special guests, Leslie Uggams and Big Bird, I was like, what? oh shit, I did not know this was like a double bill. I thought this was the Leslie Uggams episode, you know? Like yeah, I did not know that it was that much of a Big Bird-centric episode. But he fully is like a second guest. He is a second when he guest. has like the bit with Piggy later on. I legitimately loved that, oh and I think God. that's an amazing interaction. Yeah, that Piggy can't understand how like Big Bird's never heard of her. Yeah, she like cannot grasp it. She thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like, have you ever seen um, Death to Smoochie? No, I have not. Oh my god, dog! It's really good. It's one of my favorite movies. That's of the all Robin time. Williams movie, right? Yeah, but uh, Danny DeVito like wrote and directed it i think oh really yeah and um also edward um norton is in it okay and he is basically he's smoochy uh-huh. and um I, it, it's it kind of just re- it's like he's so earnest that like the smoochy character is reminding me of big bird because it's like he's so earnest that it's like he doesn't even know what's going on but he's like missing the punches uh-huh. that people are trying to throw at him like yeah, like, like how he ducked for Piggy, uh-huh. and I then don't know. she she falls over the balcony, yeah. and he like you're saying he sees it as like oh wow she did like some cool jump yeah. she's an acrobat also yeah. like it's not that she's out for him it's that it oh never wow assumes yeah. That, yeah no he's just so green and everything. <laughs> Leslie and the Muppet Monsters, consisting of Sweetums, Dog Lion, Mean Mama, Gorgon Heap, Timmy Monster. And the Mutations perform Hey There, Good Times. This song, I was like, I don't know if I know this song. I've been lost for all these years, crying buckets full of tears. Oh, I'm used and bruised and money. Clap my 
It sounded like it was familiar, but I don't know. So, Hey There, Good Times is a song from the musical I Love My Wife from 1977. let's go see I Love My Wife tonight. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I like I don't know. There are some of these musicals that are just like absolute blind spots. You forget that like not everything was a hit always. Also, you know? I wanted to ask you, what musicals have you seen? Have you seen a lot of musicals like, or no? Okay, um theatrically, like on film or like in real life? Either. Because okay, so when I was a kid, my mom took us to the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank and we saw Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. And I loved that. I was probably like ten. Or, like, 11, something like that. And that, I feel like, is, like, the perfect age for this, like, it's a ridiculous monster musical. Like, you know, and I think that that is the first thing I ever saw, aside from, like, Disney movies, which have musical elements and shit. But I think that that is what then became my taste, is, like, I like that exact kind of idea. Like, from that, I also really like... Did you ever see the movie Little Shop of Horrors as well? Yes. Love that movie to death. Have um, like I really like the beginning of Rocky Horror. Yeah, the like I like as soon as Eddie dies, I kind of check out. Yeah. I have no use for anything further. I don't think the music is strong afterwards either. I really like um, I don't know. Like I always gravitate more towards like those weird like yeah. I don't know. But like, have you ever seen a movie like Chicago? I mean, I've or... never seen no. Okay, I'm aware of them like Chicago Cabaret. Yeah. I know like and like I've always said. Growing up so close to New York City, we get the ads. The we would, I know ads, songs yeah. from these movies and rather so songs the from gist, these musicals. Yeah. I really do. Like I know the I know the songs from Cats from watching the Cats commercials. <laughs> do you remember when Chicago the movie was like going to be in theaters? They mm-hmm. used to fucking promote that movie on the TV. Yeah, like I, for commercials, like crazy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I've just seen like, um, what's her. Uh, Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger uh-huh. as like the puppet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The mummy. Is it a mummy? I don't know what I'm saying. Not a mummy. What's <laughs> this thing? A dummy. A dummy? <laughs> is there a dummy in Chicago? Yeah, she like plays like there's Oh, like a the... puppet marionette kind yeah. of thing? Oh. Anyway. I've never seen that. Yeah, I've seen like I've never seen Newsies and people talk like people of our generation talk very highly of Newsies. I've never seen Newsies. Like that they watched it in school. Yeah. A lot of like middle Maybe, school kid, yeah, you know. Yeah, middle school kids. Middle school nostalgia. Or like they that. did the play as like the school musical. Yeah. Even like those I never really like so when we were kids we had a friend who was in Wicked, not Wicked. Jesus Christ, in The Wiz. And I remember watching that and being yeah. like, "This, the Wiz is like a better version of like Wizard of Oz, in Have my opinion." Have you ever opinion. seen the Wiz with Michael Jackson? No, and I've never seen Diana that. Ross? No, I only saw what was unfortunately a basically all white rendition of it done at our high school when we were kids. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, and then like my only experience with Broadway was when you and I went. Oh, yeah. With our friends to go see um, David. David Byrne in February. That was my first and only so far. Not that, like, I don't have interest in it, but it's just, like, not, I don't know. Is Ain't Misbehavin' a musical? Ain't Misbehavin'? I have no idea. I remember 
remember my parents had like the music to that. That is like a um, CD box thing. You remember how like nice those like quad. Oh yeah. CD things used to look. Ain't misbehaving is a twenty is a nineteen twenty nine stride jazz early swing song. Oh. For the Broadway musical comedy play Connie's Hot Chocolates. Interesting. I don't. Connie's Hot Chocolates. It's funny. I was like, what got me to us to this conversation of like that musicals and shit have existed for so long that there's ones that have definitely fell between the cracks. Oh, you know, like hundo. Chicago Cabaret, The Wiz, the, like these things are the ones that managed to stick around somehow, but mm-hmm. not somehow, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. versus if you look even in the last 10 years, there's shit. Like even the Spider-Man musical, you know, which oh is God, like... they redid the West Side Story. Didn't What's-His-Name do it? They redo he- West Side Story all the time for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they just re-released. Not just, not just, but Steven Lin- Spielberg just remade that a year ago. West Side Story, a movie. But then Lin Manuel Miranda is that how you say his name? Uh huh. I'm sorry. I'm like, um, he he made it right. He made the. I new think West he Side put Story. it on. Yeah, I think he had something to do with it. Hamilton, the musical, is so dorky to me. I can't get past it. I have no interest in seeing. It's so dorky. Rap to me, I know this is like very stupid. Is so cool. Book of Mormon. I would like to see that. My brother said it was great. He saw it not too long ago. I would definitely see that. Yeah, he said it's got. It's a little dated. Yeah. Because it was written in like '07 or something, but it's still great. That's dated. Yeah. Well, because like you know, South Park they write that weekly. Yeah. You know, so it's like it has a lot of. yeah. Yeah, it could use a refreshing. Backstage, Gonzo is on his way up to Camilla's dressing room for their first formal date. Tonight's our first formal date, and I'm almost sick with fear. Well, I imagine she feels much the same. Uh, You think so? Oh, boy. Suppose I get so excited that I faint. Gonzo, I just don't know. I I suppose she'll have to give you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. She'll have to what? Or, in your case... Mouth to beak resuscitation. <laughs> Gonzo, are you okay? Of course. I was just rehearsing my faint. I hope Camilla's been rehearsing hers. I don't know. Gonzo and Camilla, this is what I think about this relationship. I mm-hmm. think that Gonzo is polyamorous okay. at heart, but yeah. I think that he really does want Camilla as his like primary, his like ride or die. Mm-hmm. Grow old together with like but I do think he's going to, like, I don't think Gonzo can be, is a one chicken. Tied down. Yeah, I don't think he can be. Yeah. One chicken thing. Yeah. Whatever he is. Yeah, whatever he is. Weirdo. In her dressing room, Gonzo presents Camilla with flowers. Of course, she's allergic to them. Despite this, Gonzo continues with his fainting scheme, but it does not prompt her to kiss him. Instead, her hay fever gets the best of her. This was like silly and that yeah. she I liked I love this exact kind of sketch that she sneezes herself out the door and then through the window of Muppet Labs. And then we enter Muppet Labs where Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker demonstrate how impossible it is to set his latest invention, fireproof paper, on fire. It doesn't work. And Beaker tries to put out the fire with Dr. Honeydew's other invention, flammable water. I loved this. In the background when Honeydew's like, oh, don't worry, join us next week and we'll show another invention off. Flammable water. And then you see Beaker like, like freaking out, running with fire, yeah. chasing him. 
they're these um these labs are getting really funny. Yeah, like what they're doing with these characters. I like how um how much of like a straight calm voice Honeydew is in these early ones like this, like that he's just oh well, you yeah. know, like we'll get him next time. You yeah, know? he is so calm. So next is we talked about this earlier. Big Bird meets Piggy for the first time. <laughs> Telling her that he and Kermit come from the same neighborhood, Sesame Street. He has no idea who Miss Piggy is, though, which she finds rather insulting. But she is even more insulted when he finds the thought of a singing pig to be very funny. Uh, you know, like, I forgot about this part because it's like Big Bird. Big Bird's like four also, right? Isn't Or six. He's like a, he's a baby also. I think I think he's like perpetually six years old. Yeah, he's he's I don't know. I guess so. So he's maybe timeless, but he he is timeless also. But I think that that is part of his character's canon that he's six years old. (laughs) Big Bird says, "Okay, so then sorry. But before she can karate chop his feathers off, Big Bird bends down, causing Piggy to fall off the balcony. Goodbye, Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you do acrobatics, too. She's very versatile. I thought that was funny. That, yeah, it was like, cute. she's very versatile. And, he, and like Big Bird looks down uh-huh. at her. And sees her like in that, that like door well yeah. down there. I love that little like I don't know how the theater works that there's like a downstairs like back exit yeah. that they could go through. Next, Leslie talks to Lou Zealand a bit about his act. He tells her that to be a boomerang fish thrower. You have to have soul. So then they just go back and forth making like dumb fish puns, which is like the one thing New Zealand really is good yeah, for. Yeah, wordplay. And then Leslie sings, Here You Come Again. I loved that like when he starts throwing other fish and he throws the swordfish at first and then you see her back up against the wall and I'm like, oh man, this is going to rule. Yeah. And then you see the swordfish come flying and she's like outlined by them basically. This was very funny. I think that she really is quite charming and, like, oh, has a very good presence with them. Yeah, I think she's great with them. And it was refreshing considering how bad last, last week's one. episode is with mm-hmm. Spike Milligan to see someone, like, meshing with them again Everything's properly. Lighter. Yes. Yeah, there's, like, the stakes weren't, like, tense or anything like that. Because, Not at all. like, especially with last week's episode being, like, about international celebration and everything. And having, like, the tensions riding on that. Yeah. Everything sucked. (laughs) Our next bit is the UK spot. Miss Piggy sings Mad About the Frog and Rolf backing her up on piano. What not violinist. It's exactly how I second, Megan, the second this opened, I said to my wife, I go, oh, this is UK spot. She goes, oh, how do you know? I'm like, because Rolf's here. Yeah. Like, that's it. They don't. Rolf is completely underutilized. I guess the UK just liked him at the time. So he pulls out that piano and then does something that's like, light snoozer and this was a I don't snoozer know. for me i love rolf make rolf interesting again yeah 2020 <laughs> make rolf interesting 2020 what a year uh the year okay that shook the world so you ready for this one and now bear on patrol patrol bear has arrested a pig who does impressions of police officers the chief too busy typing a report Fails to see that Patrol Bear accidentally locked himself in the cell instead of the criminal. And Patrol Bear says he's locked in. The chief thinks it's the criminal doing an impression of him. 
I love that this started as if it's a new bit that's going to recur. I do you really feel that way? I think so. I hope so. It started with like a bear patrol. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like you know, it sounded like it was a real thing. I hope this recurs. I love the fact that Link Hogthrob is the chief, and it's like he he's is a pig. He's a pig. Yeah. Because you know, come on, yeah. ACAB applies even to Link Hogthrob. Link, oh my god! But I did like <sighs> Link in this role, and I actually really like this sketch. I thought it was really funny too yeah. when he says that like he was filing a report and then he's like, Oh, I messed it up and he throws it on the floor yeah. and he's like and he's like, Oh, what was the report for? And he oh, I was littering. <laughs> and he throws it on the ground. This was very funny, and I really hope that this does become a new recurring same, thing. Same, same. I do. I liked it a lot. I like the idea of Fozzie in a sketch acting also. Yeah. And not just doing Fozzie stuff, but instead playing a character. I really like Fozzie's the idea. Fozzie's a good of actor. Yes. And he I might think be he's a better, underutilized. Yeah, I, he might be a better actor than he is stand-up. I think he is. Yeah. I really do. I truly believe that he is a better actor than stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, name another actor who's better at acting than stand-up. This is hard. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people who are better at acting than stand-up. <laughs> I Jim feel Carrey like... was a stand-up. I've, I've never seen his stand-up, but I bet stand-up. you it's not very good Probably his acting. The thing, and because it's like, I think about this. Okay, have you ever seen Robin Williams live on Broadway, that stand-up? I think I have. I'm pretty sure that I have. His stand-up is on par with I'm his I'm pretty acting. sure I watched it with you even, like, yeah. maybe 15 I years ago. In that chest. It's yeah, it was an HBO special, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I may have seen I that. I used to be obsessed with stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. I used to rent all the stand-up comedy I could get my hands on from the movie store. Yeah. Some of the few DVDs I still own are, like, stand-up DVDs. Yeah. Because it's some of them you can't, like, find streaming somewhere. It's stand-up exists in a weird... It's not an album. It's yeah. not a movie, you know? Like, so it's not but it's as special. accessible. Yeah. yeah. I Last night, I fell into, like, a K-hole of the internet thinking about how... Fu- I watched a clip of... Jiminy Glick, the Martin Short character, interviewing Mel Brooks. And I'm like, I need to watch more Jiminy Glick. Yeah. I've come to an acceptance in my life that I did not realize that I love Martin Short so much. Really? I used to find him so insufferable until I realized that's the bit. That he's supposed to be insufferable. You can't fucking stand him. And he's very good at that. Yeah. So now I'm like... Oh, doy oy oy. I've wasted so much time ignoring Martin Short, and I love him. He's yeah. my exact, like, I love him. I have so, to check it out. So Jiminy Glick was like a Hollywood reporter type character that he would play in this, like, really crazy fat suit. And he he was very physical. He would, like, move around really big and weird I re- and stuff. I remember um, the, like, advertisements for it. So he had a show on Comedy Central. I did not know it was on Comedy Central. I thought it was on, like, Showtime or HBO mm-hmm. called Primetime Glick, and it only ran for, like, 30 episodes. And then he had a movie called Jiminy Glick Does La La Land, and I'm like, I need to see all of this as soon as fucking oh possible. Oh, my God, so you've been watching it? I haven't been able to find uh, it yet. Like, the movie, I can stream on Prime or some shit, but, like, I want to find this show. I'm going to – I haven't looked on Paramount yet, but – Well, when I go to flea markets, I'll look. Hell, Yeah. There's DVDs that do exist of it because it's from like 2001 to 2003. So like that's like a prime era for like printing things on DVD. Yeah. You know, like it exists somewhere. It does exist somewhere. Just a matter of finding it. Leslie asks Gonzo what he sees in Camilla. He tells her that she's beautiful, witty, charming and very talented. Camilla arrives to show her dancing talents. I don't remember this at all. I remember. I don't remember this. 
I'm Amber. Uh, all I can see is in the background all the chicken, the other chickens, like, looking on to the scene, too. Okay, so then the Vendawish grants a man's wish to be taller. Hello, I am Vendawish. Deposit a coin and I will answer any wish you may have. Thank you. Now please state your wish and I will grant it. Oh, I wish I was taller. Taller. Yeah. <laughs> This Vendawish used to be called Vendaface, if you recall. But I'm glad they're still using it. I'm, yeah, just happy to see it Mm -hmm. still existing. Next up, Gonzo serenades Camilla with Gonzo's song. His song is interrupted by Big Bird's arrival, whom Gonzo claims to have the one thing lacking in chickens, bulk. The jealous Camilla hits Gonzo over the head with a flower pot. So this is interesting, that now he's gone kind of gaga over Big Bird, because of Big Bird's size yeah. and everything. But Big Bird is both male and a child. Yeah. But, like, it is funny that he's like, is whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? Big Bird's a male, yeah. Really? Yeah, Big Bird's pronouns are he, him. It's our Tweety Birds? Tweety Bird's pronouns are he, him. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Ask me about Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh? He, him. Doesn't Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh remind you of, it like, an old lady? I don't know. I think I always knew Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh was a he, him. I always thought Tweety Bird was a girl also. I don't know why. I guess it's because like in the 90s, girls like identified as Tweety Bird or yeah, something. Yeah, no. Well, I know that being around, I knew Tweety Bird, I think I knew Tweety Bird was a male, but like <clears throat> little girls my age at the time uh-huh. were in denial. Like, yeah. no, Tweety Bird's a girl. And it's yeah. like, no, I don't know no. why it matters. It doesn't but it's matter. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, when you're, yeah. That, yeah, when you're a kid, like, oh. Well, I remember, like, the idea of, like, as a little boy wearing a shirt with a girl character on it. It was like, Ooh. you're a girl. What do you, you know, girl? like, yeah, what, why do you have that? What is that? Oh, what is that? Your girlfriend? Oh, what? You know, like, I don't know why. Kids are so stupid and mean. Kids are stupid and mean. It's bizarre. I don't like, know. Like, you couldn't, like, yeah. Are kids still like that? I don't know. But, like, if you went to, like, have um like a boy character on a girl shirt that would be hard to get too. Mm-hmm. They always put like the girl characters on the girl shirt. Everything at like the gendering of like cartoon characters and like toys and everything. Yeah. It's cool to see that like falling to the wayside. Yeah. Cuz it's dumb as hell. It is dumb. It's really dumb. You know, you like You can identify with and you, you know, you could just identify with whoever you want to or like whoever you identify with. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Just happens naturally it mm-hmm. shouldn't matter anyway so now the man whom Vendawish has deformed requests Bunsen Honeydew's assistance in shortening his neck Bunsen presents him with their latest therapy technique in shortening necks a baseball bat oh my god he swings it around and the man ducks avoiding being hit thus shortening his neck oh I guess that worked he worked I guess out. so all right, I loved this. I really did. 
Leslie Uggams and Big Bird sing Love Will Keep Us Together. Yeah. What does this song, what does this song immediately remind you of? Ron and Beverly. Ron and Beverly. Oh my God, I forgot. They would come, that was like their theme song. Yeah. They would use that as their theme song yep. to come on stage. And now they're not there together anymore. It always reminds me of the movie House Arrest, another movie that I need to recommend that you watch with Ben I've, and Alex. I think I've seen that movie, but I'll, I'll watch it. It is absolutely one of my favorites. What was the first one you told me again? The first movie in last week's episode I mentioned to you was the movie For Richer or Poorer, oh, Richer or starring Kirstie Halley and Tim Allen. I need to write this down. Yes. You do need to write that one down. Like, I'll pause for a second so you can write down For Richer. Just type it in your phone or whatever, right? So, yeah, whenever this song comes on, it reminds me of the movie uh, House Arrest. In the opening montage of the movie, there's, like, the kids had made, a, like... A weird clip show of their parents throughout the years before they announce that they're getting a divorce on their wedding anniversary. And the kids present them this slideshow, and it's to that song. And I can't help but think of that stupid song and that movie together. This bit was also really interesting to me that it, like, played for a little bit until they they didn't start singing until the chorus. They both are like, stop. And I was like, oh, we're... Okay, they're just picking it up from wherever. Yeah. I thought that was really strange. Yeah. This sketch was really good, though. I liked that Big Bird sang also, and it wasn't just Leslie singing to him, you know? I like that, too. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about, like, who else is a better actor than they are stand-up? Mm-hmm. Who's an actor? First of all, who's an actor... That is a stand-up. Actors that are stand-up. Oh, Daniel, Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Donald, Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah, I would say he's probably a better actor than stand-up, right? He's been he proven to be pretty versatile. He can yeah. be in a bunch of shit. I've seen him be in real, like, be play really stupid characters, you know, like yeah. really like silly, stupid characters. And I don't then, I don't remember his stand-up, but I, I remember being good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Uh, what about Bo Burnham? Do you think he does stand up, or is that like a performance show? I Bo Burnham, I think did. I don't know. I think that that counts as stand up. I think it's presenting itself as stand up to a degree. Yeah. Bo Burnham, did you watch his Inside on Netflix? His special. It was a big deal last year. It came out. That's where like the Amazon song that like CEO entrepreneur born in. I think I did see it. I don't remember though. I didn't watch it because I remember it. People saying that like oh, like it's very. I don't know. Like it could end up bumming you out, and I'm like, I don't have room for that Mm -hmm. to be bummed out. You know, like yeah, I don't want to watch something that's gonna bum me out. But I remember we saw Bo Burnham perform at Bonnaroo in like 2009 or 10, whenever we went Mm -hmm. a million years ago. That's crazy to me. Yeah, that is crazy. That like we saw him as like an up and comer. Yeah, like he he opened for the opener for the opener for the opener kind of thing. You know, like yeah, that was a very weird thing to be able to see. I mean, I I haven't I don't know Bo, Bo Burnham recently, but like the. I think I saw like his first two stand-ups on with the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were good. He still does primarily music. Oh, he does. You know, music, yeah. I guess it's music comedy, yeah, but it is. Music. I don't know. It's still stand-up to me, right? Like it's, it's not very stand-up. It's not strictly music, you know. No. Wait, was John Leguizamo a stand-up? I don't think. So. Oh, yes. He yeah, was. he is. He has HBO yeah. specials too. So I feel like I've seen. But he's like a great actor and a good stand-up. Mm-hmm. And he's an actor who can do. So what about like Martin Lawrence? 
Martin Lawrence, all I can think of is to fucking criticize these nuts. Um, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Is good no, at both. No, I think he's just good at both. Yeah. He's good at both. No, that's not fair. He's good at both. Yeah, I would say Martin Lawrence is probably a better stand-up than actor. I, yeah. I'm trying. I really am. I'm like racking my brain. Eddie Murphy is a better. I guess actor because he stopped doing stand-up. He's a better actor and his stand-up doesn't hold up. No. So it's true. like, okay, I guess he's a better actor. He's a better and it's actor. like, I guess he's a better actor. No, yeah, he is a better actor. Norbit? <laughs> I've never seen Norbit. Pluto Nash? I've never seen Pluto Nash either. Ugh. I've seen Nutty Ugh. Professor. Uh. Which, the grandma in that one is so funny when Those she's movies, like, she, I, I don't remember the line verbatim, but I remember I used to always quote it back in the day, and it was something like, I looked. I felt a pain in my back, and I looked down, and I was standing on my own titty. And I always just thought that was the funniest Those thing. Those movies, like... <laughs> I was like, that would be my Grandma Susie. I feel like a genre that will tickle you at all costs is, like, blank wears a fat suit. Yeah. And, like, that is a movie that if you put on, Megan's going to have a good time. She already loves it. Blank plays multiple characters. You also love that, too. And most of those movies, it's like, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking Austin Powers. <laughs> I'm sure that if you find these Jiminy Glick videos, you're going to enjoy them, too. It's it's just like oh my God. anybody playing, like, a physical character like that. Goldie Hawn the fat suit. Goldie Hawn. <laughs> We've talked endlessly about Goldie Hawn in the fucking fat suit well, and Death what, Becomes Her. What's his name from that movie where he comes back to New Jersey? Not She's All That. Oh my god, Just Friends. Just Friends. When Ryan Reynolds wears the fat suit and <laughs> sings that song. And I swear. Oh, it's so stupid and so funny. Even when that, remember when that fat face app came out when we had Android uh, phones? Uh, I made oh, my face fuck. look like a big. So dumb. And I just was so tickled by it and I don't know why. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's so dumb. At, at closing, Gonzo tries to tell Camilla that he'll never look at another bird again. Then he realizes he's not actually speaking to Camilla, but a different chicken. He then confides in Leslie that chickens all look the same to me, which is, like, so fucked up. <laughs> like, the two furious chickens peck Gonzo before pecking each other. Leslie then thanks Big Bird for before the closing credits. So the notes in this episode are, this is the first episode to feature Bear on Patrol. So it will be recurring, yes. it sounds like. In, on Nickelodeon, the Muppets Lab sketch was cut, which I'm not surprised because there was fire. They're petrified of showing children real things like that. Next week, we're going to be watching the Elk Summer episode. That's who I saw. Elk Summer, airing originally <laughs> in the UK on February 2nd, 1979. In the U.S. on January 25th, 1979. After a chance meeting with Beaker, who had been hiding from Bunsen's latest harebrained invention, Beauregard lets him help build the set for the ancient Egypt closing number. But the two end up causing chaos, culminating in Beaker running amok with power tools. Bo continuing on the set during the closing number, and Kermit realizing the idiocy of both. This premise has absolutely nothing to do with the episode. These synopses are, like, crazy to me. I'm like, I, I didn't even remember what the episode was about, because I already watched this. Uh, so this is next week's not-so-great episode. No. Hopefully. Oh, it's a good one? It's a good one. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. The synopsis sucks. The, the episode was really good. Alex Summer is a German entertainer who rose to fame as an actress in the 1960s. She played a role. Oh, my God. Why are so many people connected to Peter Sellers? Summer's other credits include The Pink Panther, 
and A Shot in the Dark, both starring Peter Sellers. Wow. Boy, Did I Get a Wrong Number with Bob Hope and Phyllis Diller, and an adaptation of Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None with Charles Aznavour. So she has a lot of Muppety connections. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, you can watch that episode and um, join us. Follow along with us on social media at ITTWTM. Message us. Message us. Um, we love you. We love you. We um, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and thanks for appreciating the Muppets. Oh, I thought you were doing your, your catchphrase. Oh, thanks for the Muppets, Gumball. Okay.